Welcome back to James and the Giant QB. I am Jim Weber, joined as always by former Kentucky quarterback and Super Bowl champion Jared Lorenzen. Jared, you're coming off a 44-21 win over Vanderbilt, now at 7-3 and on the season. It looks like this might be the year Kentucky pushes past 7-5 and to get to that 8-4 and mark. How are you feeling? Uh, you know, I'm feeling pretty good, actually. I, um, I did not expect to blow out. That's, I think, our first one we've ever had. Yeah, yeah. You um, couldn't even beat out Austin, or blow out Austin P. but you did it against Vanderbilt, so kudos. Exactly. Makes, makes zero sense. Um, but, you know, they, they played really, really well. They bounced back after a win they should have had last week. Um, and now, unfortunately, we get a pissed off Georgia, but, um, it's okay. I mean, but we're seven to three, but, uh, a decent shot to get to eight and four. Um, I think our bowl game is set in stone, but that's okay. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm very happy with what we're doing. Yeah. It's kind of mind blowing to me that if Kentucky had pulled out one of those games that farted away against Ole Miss or Florida, then this game against Georgia would be for a trip to Atlanta for the SEC title game. Now, you know, as you said, uh, Kentucky's also had a couple games go their way in the last couple seconds, so it's kind of silly to play the what-if game. But still, it just shows you uh, how far Kentucky's come to be uh, just a little bit away from playing for the SEC East title. Yeah, I mean, a couple bounces here and there we are. I mean, I know that'll be the the talk this week because, I mean, we're, we're realistic. Uh, this is going to be a tough Georgia team to play on the road. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, a couple what-ifs here and there. You know, you, ne- you never really know. Um, but, hell, man, we'll look back at this season hopefully in 10 years and go, man, what a great time it was. And, you know, what, it's the most wins we've had since, you know, the 70s. <laughs> uh, I want to touch on Georgia because they got absolutely destroyed by Auburn, 40-17. to and I know people are saying this doesn't change the rest of their season because if they go on to win the SEC championship game, they're going to be in the playoff. But what are the chances of beating Alabama if or Auburn again or Auburn if Auburn beats Alabama if you lose by twenty three yesterday? Well, I think a lot of it, I mean, not twenty three of it, but I think a lot of it that was a hell of an atmosphere to play in. Yeah. Um, you got to give Auburn a ton of credit there. Um, I don't think it was a 23-point game, really. I mean, they were dominated without a doubt, but I think in the fourth quarter they were like, yeah, we're done. Like, we just can't. We can't do anything. Let's just punt this ball and get out of here. Um, I still think Georgia's very good. Uh, they just they ran into a buzzsaw. I mean, it was – everything was ready for them, and there was nothing, nothing Georgia could do about it. Yeah, well, I do think it's funny that, you know, we do this game where we're always projecting what's going to happen in the college football playoff, and we people just assume Georgia and Alabama would meet in the SC Championship game undefeated and that they'd both make it into the playoff because they both look so dominant. But as you can see, you know, there's just these weeks we can't predict. And I, I don't think it was that surprising that Auburn won, but I was blown away that Georgia would get whooped like that. Um, same with Miami beating Notre Dame down like there are just some games where just everything is going against you and it seems like nothing can go right well i was loving the miami game yeah. i loved it yeah i'm not i'm not, I'm not a Notre Dame guy but um and i spent most of my time watching that Notre Dame game 
But um, yeah, just to see Georgia's defense give up that many points, I, I, that won't happen again, even with Notre Dame. You know, you play them on a neutral field, and I doubt you get to pick six, and you know a lot of that stuff. So um, it happens. I mean, college football, you're talking to eighteen to twenty one year old kids, but um, you know, I guess we'll see where everything shakes out next week. Yeah, and I'm curious your thoughts on where Miami should be ranked because, as you alluded to, they absolutely pounded Notre Dame 41-8, to and you had Ed Reed on the sidelines with the turnover chain. You had Braxton Berrios doing the TD celebration like he was getting arrested. I mean, it was just uh, the glory days that was, revisited. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I think um, could have made that better is if he had lied on the ground, gotten cuffed by his teammates, and carried off. But I'm getting picky oh now. God. You know what? Miami would have been okay with a penalty there. Because yeah. that's something Rick did with, you know, when uh, they would play Florida. They had the whole you know team rush the field. I think he would have been okay with it. Yeah, that um, would have been awesome. I don't know where they go. You know, I think, I think they're five, probably maybe four. The question is, where do they go in relation to Wisconsin? Yeah. You know, are they better? Are they were? I mean, Wisconsin put it on Iowa. Yeah. Just beat Ohio State. I mean, I mean, I think, I don't know. I think Miami has to be number two. Um, I just think that Wisconsin still has not beaten. This is the first ranked team they've beaten, so I'll give them that. But in back to back weeks, Miami uh, beat. Virginia Tech handily by 18, and then just one by 33 over the number three team in the country. So I think Miami's got to be number two, even if you don't necessarily think that the second best team in the country, and that maybe last night was just a buzzsaw. Um, I think that's where they got to go in the rankings based on the fact they're undefeated and they've just had two quality wins back to back. I agree with you there. I, I I don't think they'll make that big of a jump. I just think it's too big of a number for them to go up. I think yeah. it'll be Alabama one. You go Clemson, too. Yeah, or I've uh, seen Oklahoma, too. So I think they're interchangeable, Oklahoma and Clemson at two and three. I, I completely agree there. And then that's why I'm thinking Miami or Wisconsin next is that four or five. I think Miami goes to four, Wisconsin goes to five. And then I don't even know who's left. Yeah. Auburn. Yeah, well, this is where it gets tricky because Auburn well, yeah, just I mean, annihilated yeah. Georgia but they have two losses. So do you rank Auburn ahead of Georgia with one more loss because they absolutely destroyed them? So you're, you're being contradictory either way. You're either saying this team is ranked ahead of them even though they lost by a ton of points or we're ranking a team with two losses ahead of a team of, with one loss. So that'll be fun yeah. for the committee to, to figure out. Yeah, good luck with <laughs> Yeah. Now, thankfully, it'll all play itself out on the field with the SEC and the SEC title game, but there's really a no right answer, I think, uh, this week. Not right now. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts about Alabama 31, Mississippi State 24? It looked like Mississippi State just had everything going for it. Alabama doinked a field goal, as it always does, with the chance yep. to win, but then they get the ball back, march right down the field for a touchdown, and Alabama, you know, with all the craziness going on yesterday – and two and three going down, or number one and number three going down, Alabama just somehow survives again because it's Alabama. Do they ever look nervous? <laughs> yeah. Jalen Hurts, I was saying he just looks bored. He just looks like, eh, 
tied at 24 on the road against a top 20 team. Like, let's just end this so we can get home. And he does it like I was telling him. He's just like, yeah, that's kind of just what I do. I I win a lot of games. And I mean, we're, we're even doing it as he he's got to get some prize with talk. Yeah. Hey, because, I mean, you go into Mississippi State, and it's the same way Georgia goes into Auburn. And, you know, Notre Dame goes into Miami and just gets slacked. Well, you're getting beat up, and Mississippi State's doing whatever they want it. And they're running the ball down Alabama's throat. I didn't know that could happen. Yeah. I didn't, I honestly did not think there was a college team that could line up with a fullback and a running back and run it down Alabama's throat. I just didn't know that was possible. Yeah. So, I'm sitting there going, hell, I'm Mississippi State lost ain't that bad. <laughs> yeah. You know, I watched it. And, um, but Bama's just Bama. You yeah. give them a minute, okay, fine. And everything works out. It's like, look, you know, we, we won. Yeah, it was a great win, but we won. Yeah, and I think you're right about Jalen Hurts. That if you look at his stats, I mean, they're nowhere in the ballpark of Baker Mayfield because the Big Twelve doesn't play defense. But Jalen Hurts yesterday just ice in the veins, driving them down. They should have won on the field goal, and then he drove them back down with a touchdown pass. And people forget it now, but in the national title game versus Clemson, he led them down, and they should have won that game, but the defense let them down. So. There is yeah. no one cooler under pressure than Jalen Hurts. And it I actually hope he looks some... cooler. Yeah. I mean, he just really, I don't, I, I've never seen him smile. Yeah. I've never seen him smile <laughs> anybody. Yeah. He just wins games. I mean, it's, at some point, you've got to get credit in the Heisman for that. Yeah. Well, and how crazy is this going to be that Jalen Hurts is not a player that's going to leave early? So he's going to end up, I mean, how many games is he going to end up winning in his college career? He's going to win about. 13 or 14 games every year for four years. So Yeah, I think the Georgia quarterback has it now. Yeah. I think David Green, is he the winningest quarterback? Well, David or Aaron was, Murray? but then I thought there was another one, like Aaron something. Yeah, Aaron Murray. Yeah, I think Murray bought, broke it. Yeah. But either way, yeah, Hurts is like, I got this by like five weeks. Yeah. Um, all right, well, I was going to move into the question and answer part of the show. Someone wanted to know what you thought about Kentucky wide receiver Lynn Bowden doing push-ups on the field for fumbling ball. I thought it was hilarious, and it reminded me of Major League, where Willie Mays Hayes has to do push-ups every time he swings Oh, the yeah. I thought that was spectacular to have him do the push-ups on the field. Uh, what were your thoughts on that one? Um, I think it's funny. Um, you could definitely punch the freshman because that was a pretty, uh, pretty serious time to be fumbling the ball at the 20. Uh, we fumbled the ball at the 15 and recovered it at the one. So he got extremely lucky, first of all. Yeah. He did, he wasn't the one that recovered it. Um, so we got really, really lucky there. But to do the push-ups on there, it's just, that's a freshman. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Hey, you know, you always do it. Every time you drop a ball, you give me 10 push-ups. You fumble the ball, you give me 20. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, do it, you know, I'm fresh with that. I think, I think it was comical. I hope nothing else really thought anything about it. Yeah. Uh, someone else wanted to know, what is Tennessee waiting for? They lost to Missouri 50-17 to and now have a losing streak to every single team in the SEC, including Vanderbilt and Kentucky. And I know schools don't like firing coaches in the middle of the season. You have 
Florida fired uh, Jim McElwain in the middle of the season, and now their season is unraveled, and I think teams would rather just have the continuity to the end of the season and not have the distractions of firing a head coach. But at some point, I feel like it's just a, a respect thing of, like, if you can't keep a game within 33 points of Missouri, you don't belong on the sideline next weekend. I think they're just begging for the end of the season. Yeah. I really do. I don't think they want the interim coach to win games and to have them think, oh, well, maybe we should keep the interim coach. Oh, yeah, the Ed Orgeron I, factor. Exactly. I think it is just a, let's just please God in this thing. Put us out of our misery. <laughs> yeah. We've got two more games. We're pleased at this. Yeah. And, you know, Butch, Stay out of the way of the AD. You know, if you hear he's walking somewhere, walk the other way. You know, <laughs> stay low. You know, don't make any you know big life changing thing. You know, let's just let's just have this bad boy. Yeah, and we'll talk today. We'll, yeah. we'll either talk Saturday afternoon at Royal Cave or the next day. Yeah. All right, the next question for you is, who do you think ends up with the head coaching jobs at Florida and Tennessee? So the big rumor names for Florida are Scott Frost of UCF and Dan Mullen of Mississippi State. And the big names for Tennessee, as always, John Gruden, who has reportedly been offered $10 million a year, and Mike Norville of Memphis, who would obviously be a natural move over from Memphis to Knoxville. So... Who do you think ends I, up with those jobs? I, I think we've said it before. I think the natural move is Memphis's coach um, to Knoxville. It's a, you know, he knows the state, he knows the players, the coaches. Kind of just seem like it's a natural fit. When it comes to Florida, I'm, God, I thought it was a slam dunk for uh, Mullen to go there. Yeah, but then you look at last night. And, Man, he's built something there so strong. But maybe he's looking at it going, man, I've got to face Auburn every year, Alabama every year. I go to the East. Yeah. I get the Yeah, I get Kentucky and Vanderbilt instead of Alabama and Auburn. Well, 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 you get (laughs) Missouri. Vandy and Missouri. Yeah, Vandy and Missouri. I apologize. Yeah, it's like I said, we get Michigan and. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I still like Bowen. Uh, I, I don't think Frost makes that jump. I think it's uh, it's a big boy jump, and I just don't think that's I don't think it's him. I don't. I still see that fit. Yeah. So, do you uh, think Scott but, Frost ends up know, in Nebraska? Eventually. Yeah. I mean, I do. I, I don't. If it opens up, yes. And without a doubt, he goes there. Yeah, and I think it's going to open up because Nebraska just got waxed by. Minnesota yesterday, so that team's exactly. in Tennessee territory of wanting the season to end. I, I completely agree. I mean, if it, if it opens, Scott, here you go. How much money do you want? Yeah. Uh, I just think, I agree with you that I think it'll be Dan Mullen at Florida. It just makes too much sense. And I do think it'll be Mike Norville from Memphis that ends up at Tennessee just because uh, John Gruden, just every time the Tennessee job opens, we talk about it, but he never ends up going there. Every time an NFL opening happens, we talk about John Gruden. But I just want to throw out the Wait, idea. We think about that. How long has it been since he coached? It's been a while. <laughs> so 
That's why we always joke about how there's groomers, and he's well, yeah, it's like Joe mentioned Red, for every guy. Yeah, let's see his Brian last his last coaching year was 2008 with the Buccaneers. So we're going on 10 years now of groomers. No way. There's absolutely no way. He's got himself a nice job. He's I I, I think there's no way. Yeah, but I will say just for fun. Can you imagine if John Gruden ended up at Tennessee and Chip Kelly ended up at Florida and Nick Saban in the conference and oh. Georgia and Auburn and LSU? I mean, it would be no. unbelievable. It would be, uh, it would be spectacular. <laughs> yeah, it would be like a WWE cage match every week in the SEC. I feel like you would have to, you would make the argument for like, three SEC teams in the playoff every year because they'd be so ridiculous. Oh, yeah, but then in four years, we'd all be on probation. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So, so, there's pluses but, and minuses to that, I guess. Uh, yeah. All right, so last thing I wanted to ask about was story time with Jared Lorenzen and with Auburn <laughs> and Miami playing two of the best games of the season where literally nothing could go wrong. I was wondering... What game in either your high school, college, or pro career did you have the best team performance where literally every ball was bouncing your way, nothing could go wrong, and you guys were like, we're just locked into the Reggie Miller zone? Well, it would have to have been in high school because that's the only time we won. Um, <laughs> well, you you won with the Giants. Eli was starting, but... Well, it was Eli, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's funny, like my freshman year, um, I played Georgia at home, and I threw – my first pass was a play-action pass from our own one-yard line. And I hit my tight end down the middle. He goes 90 yards to the 10-yard line. We were in a quarterback draw. All of a sudden, we're up against Georgia, 7 nothing. I threw a hitch for 75 yards. I threw a bubble screen for 80 yards. <laughs> and ended up throwing for 528. That's... So it was like one of those, oh, my God, but we lost like 30. Oh. <laughs> it was like, I wasn't expecting wasn't. that ending to it. No, well, that was also the one I completed the uh, ball behind my head. Okay. The ball threw it backwards. Yeah. Sort of backwards. Forward yeah. to backwards. Yeah, that's right, because you completed one and then tried it again against Florida, but it backfired, correct? Sort of. Yeah. Okay. Sort of, yeah. Um. So that went, you know, everything went right that game. Tennessee, my sophomore year, everything, every throw I made, every time the ball left my hand, I'm like, that's completed. That's completed. I mean, I just, I had one of those games where just, I think I threw for like 460 or something like that. And then uh, we had Chase fumble the ball at the end. Um, high school, we had a, you know, I had a game um, my senior year. We were playing coming to Catholic, and uh, I rushed for 234 and threw for, like, 250. And, again, one of those that just, like, <clears throat> as soon as the ball left my hand, I was like, touchdown. Yeah. Or, I, think you, I think you mentioned this game on a previous podcast, and I was curious. When you said you ran for 250 yards, were you like Tecmo Bo Jackson where no kid could tackle you? I can't imagine a high schooler – Trying to bring you down, running the ball. We, the whole team was kind of a. We we were we were all kind of foe. I mean, <laughs> there was 
I mean, we would put up plays just, hey, let's try this. Oh, damn, it went for a touchdown. Uh, okay, um, let's try this. Oh, for another touchdown. So, I mean, we, we were very good. There's a uh, rule in Kentucky now, in Kentucky sports, that is based on our team. And it's it's kind of cool. So it's it's a mercy rule that clock has to run after being up forty points. Well, that's our rule. <laughs> nice. We can just do whatever, and you know it was it was awesome. Yeah. So was this a private high school where you recruit the best kids in Kentucky? I can't imagine a public school being this dominant. It was public. Oh my god! Still is. How how is yeah, it? We, we got this good. Well, we yeah we had the. You know, I moved into the territory because my uh, parents were getting divorced. And then, you know, my buddy Derek Smith was already there. And we just had, you know, we had a run of about seven years where we were putting two guys into Division One. Yeah, didn't you say that your backup quarterback was Gino Gadouli? Yeah. Yeah, and he started at Cincinnati. I don't know of many high school players that are backups in high school and go on to start at a major college football program. Yeah, he was my backup. He well, he had another two years after oh, okay. me. Okay, got it. And um, so yeah, he went on to he had two years after me. He brought you know Brett Hamlin and Ben Scott. Those those two went to Kentucky. Uh, the year after that, we had a guy go to Tennessee and play offensive line, which you know how hard that is. Yeah, I mean, we just we had a run of athletes that. Uh, we, we could pretty much do whatever the hell we wanted. 